Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And this week, that's uh, a long title, so give us give me a second here. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade, The Intermission Story. <laughs> Such a long title. So uh, this is specifically Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate is just the PlayStation 5 version of Final Fantasy VII. And then the expansion or the DLC is the Intermission, Intermission. Yes, which okay. is focused around Yuffie. Yuffie uh, anyone who's a big Final Fantasy VII knows she's a main character in the original game or she's one of the main party members you can acquire. And yeah, it's about a quick side story of her in Midgar before you meet her outside of Midgar with the main avalanche characters. So pretty cool. You were very excited for this. Uh, it was super awesome. <laughs> I was not expecting anything like this. I will touch on some PlayStation 5 stuff here, uh, the updates and what it looks like. Uh, I'm kind of a bad person to talk about this because... I. Everything looked good to me before, but I did notice some lighting differences, which was really cool, and some ray tracing stuff that you could see. You you called me away from my desk at one point, and we're like, come look at this lighting! That was one of the main differences I could see. It, it did look really good, and I will say some of the uh, cutscenes at the end of this, after you beat the game, just the character design, like the sharpness of everyone's faces looked a lot better to me, and it looked really good before. Yeah. But yeah, the PS5 upgrade was very nice. So there's some stuff I understood and not, but let me do a general synopsis. We'll cover some reviews and then we'll kind of cut into the meat and potatoes here. So the episode features Yuffie Kurosagi, a Wutai special special operative on a mission in Midgar to steal a prototype materia from Shinra. She embarks on this mission with the aid of of Avalanche and her partner Sonan. Yes, when I was doing my stuff for the reviews, Sonan is a new character? Yes. Okay. Sonan's a new character, specifically for the story. Okay. Same with his sister flashback. All that stuff was just... Yeah, so, spoiler warning. Um, he dies. Yeah, yeah. He's he Very is, brutally. <laughs> he is very specific to this the story. The story only, yeah. so he won't have any bearing on the next part of the remake. Mm-hmm. So if you don't play this DLC, it won't you won't be lost. Yeah, and he doesn't have any bearing on anything else other no. than a little character building for Yuffie, I guess, and her dis- dislike of Shinra. Yes. Which she already disliked them in the original game, so... Yeah, it didn't need much more motivation, but, no, you know... No, it's... You kind of see more of her hatred for them and another added layer other than just child naivete, you know... Mm-hmm. Naivety, is that the right word? Naivety. Naivety. Yes. Is that right? I don't know. We're still very sleep deprived. Okay. You, uh, people might also hear some tiny squeaks in the background. Someone is um, chilling in their car seat and sleeping. Uh, he's so, awesome right now. Yeah. Hold on. He's doing what I wish I was doing all night long. Yeah, he's passed out. But he's the only one that gets to do He gets to fuss <laughs> and then sleep in my arms because he won't sleep in his crib. And then I put him in his crib and he fusses because he's a butt. Yes. Anyway, back to the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Reviews. 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 So Metacritic, uh, this has an 89 from critics and an 8.7 from users. So pretty on par. For the positive, I just actually grabbed IGN's like overall statement at the very end of their review. 
So they said Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrades Intermission DLC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Try saying that five times fast. Is a short but substantial chunk of content with an extraordinarily fleshed out new style of combat, fun and worthwhile side activities, and most importantly, Yuffie. The Wu Tai Ninja is witty, funny, adorable, and brings a lighthearted energy to the dreary setting of Midgar that feels like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Baby hiccup. Baby hiccup. For the negative, I went to GameSpot. They said, Yuffie's mission is largely about her wandering around areas we've already seen, floating past but barely interacting with Remake's cast, and taking part in minigames to waste some time. Yuffie's a fun character to spend time with, even if you don't have history with her from the first iteration of Final Fantasy VII, but it all comes off as a tease for something better down the road in the remake's next installment, and after the remarkably deep and excellently realized version of the story that is remake, intermission feels like exactly that, a half measure to fill time while we wait for the real show. Okay. I'd agree with that, but I also don't have the emotional tie to this game whatsoever. I am completely detached from this. I, it is a very fair criticism yes. of this DLC. Let me cover the characters, yes. and then we can kind of cut into it a little bit. But Yuffie, Wu-Tai Ninja, as said before, mm-hmm. uh, and main protagonist of the, I think it's two chapters of a side story. I believe so. Um young ninja and is the daughter of the clan headmaster of the wutai and of and and she's kind of like the leader over sonan even though he's older than her he she is still his superior quote unquote Mm -hmm. uh she loves materia and is striving to prove herself as an adult at least in this story brief history if you guys don't know wutai and shinra were recently have a ceasefire though they are still kind of at war with each other fair enough they're at war with each other. They're kind of at a standstill, but there's a war going on outside of Midgar with the Wutai clan against there's Shinra and, vi- and vice versa. And there's some generic hatred. Uh, Let's say some hostility, hostility between the two sides. Yeah, some, if you quote unquote, um, racism against the Wutai clan with Shinra and vice versa. They they don't have nice things to say about each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stonan, uh, he lost his sinner to Shinra during the war uh, between them and Wutai. That's kind of what stems his character a little bit, his hatred uh, towards them. And he's looking for revenge while viewing Yuffie as someone like his sister, uh, even though she insists that he's not, she's not his sister a couple times. Yeah. It kind of didn't really hit on any points that I care about. You didn't really get a lot of backstory on his sister until towards the end they tried to make an emotional point that didn't exist before and this this game very specifically is built on prior fan for sure information that we have and fan loyalty now it brings a lot of newcomers in which is good but it's hard to care about a story that is so short and there's no build up to it whatsoever yeah, I didn't super care about this. It was fun to watch. It's a fun story. It kind of gives more depth to Yuffie as a character, but mm-hmm. it is, in terms of story-wise, like, you just don't care about his sister or him as a character that much. Right. Him dying didn't make me feel anything strongly other than like, oh man, that's... that. Yeah, I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't anything more than that. Yeah, that's kind of his character in a nutshell to me and him trying to just keep Yuffie in line was cute more than anything else and kind of like guide her mm-hmm. to be a better like leader he's kind of cleaning up her messes the whole time it feels like yeah she's very much a shoot first ask questions later yep 
And then Scarlet is the main uh, antagonist in this one, and she's the head of weapons development for Shinra. She only really pops up in like the back half of Chapter 2, once they actually make it into the Shinra building. Yes, and she's the one responsible for the death of um, Sonon's sister, who's named Melfi. You only see her in a cutscene or two. I think there's two cutscenes. I didn't even know she had a name. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the... I'm going to agree with GameStop's critique. The gameplay is wonderful. The actual story here is almost non-existent to me. It was nice to see Yuffie. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. Her gameplay, once I got used to it, was very enticing. It was really cool. But it was a big setup for the next game. Felt a little superfluous almost. Like, if they didn't come out with this, it wouldn't be... If they just made the PS5 upgrade... You know, and they say, even if they said it's five bucks to upgrade to the PS5 version of this game or gave it to us for free, which they did, the DLC was 20 bucks, but the whole integrate was a free PS5 upgrade, I would have just replayed the original game and been fine with it. Fair enough. It was so well done that I this wasn't needed, mm -hmm. but it was really cool at the same time that they did give us this DLC. I'm happier that I have it mm -hmm. than I didn't. It still didn't feel necessary. Okay. That's how I would describe this. Anyway. <laughs> I'd agree with that. That's but again, I have no emotional ties to this game whatsoever. So. <laughs> the gameplay is the same. Mm -hmm. You have a gauge meter. Uh, the cool thing about Yuffie is you can throw her weapon and attach it to guys. And she can do ranged attacks with the weapon attached to somebody. And pull it close. It kind of made that ranged aerial combat feel a little bit better with her. Because the other method is you can... When you want to retrieve your weapon, you actually leap towards it and pull it. So if there's an enemy in the sky, you can start throw it, do damage to them in the sky, then leap towards them and do more damage in the air. And it kind of bridged that weird combat, aerial combat with characters that weren't ranged characters mm -hmm. in the first one. But you fill a gauge meter, and then she has ninja arts, so she can in, you know enchant her weapon with fire, water, you know air, or wind. I think it's what it's called in this game, lightning, etc. Mm -hmm. Or she can teleport around or she can do this wind damage and then with Sonon you don't control him directly but you do control his ATV gauge and they can synchronize with each other and do combined attacks on enemies. The combined attacks were very cool to see. Yeah because like you could do combined wind ninjutsu where he'll spin her and throw her real fast and mm -hmm. guys and it does more damage. It was really cool. The gameplay the combat they I feel like they did one-up themselves a little bit in terms of that and I wasn't sure what they were going to do but they were kind of hinting at what they could do in the future where like if you're not controlling a character you can synchronize with the other ones and you can focus fire on one rather than having them be all over the place they could all team up on something and I think that was kind of interesting in a way to bring a combination attacks on guys where you actually see a combination happening rather than just timing spells correctly. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Puzzles were more exploration-based in this one, where you used her weapon to hit levers, do stuff like that. wasn't much different than anything you did in the other one, but there weren't really any other puzzles in, this, in the original remake, whereas the original game had some slight push puzzles and stuff you had to figure out. There weren't really anything like that in the remake where they added some puzzles back into this one. Nothing too heavy. Find a lever to hit with a switch. 
you know, throw your device at something, nothing crazy. Yeah, they had a couple different, like, side games, I would call them. One of them was, what, Fort Condor. That was really cool. And then the other one was the box one that you gave up on because you literally had to destroy every single box. I could see myself, if I was really going for the trophy hunting, like, really sticking with it and mastering it, and I'd eventually get it on my 70th try, but I just didn't care. I just wanted to beat the story so we could do a podcast. Do this podcast. (laughs) Um... Fort Condor was really cool. So in the original Final Fantasy VII, and we might even see it in the second one, there is a place called Fort Condor, and there was a minigame where you would place guys to defend. They were defending a phoenix egg from Shinra. Oh, okay. And this is how you got the phoenix summon materia in the original game was through this minigame <laughs> and beating it, and when you saved the phoenix, you got the materia. Okay. So they kind of did a board game on Fort Condor where you had to, you're kind of fighting each other. To, it's like a tower defense, but you're placing them and they're trying to get towards you and you're trying to get towards them. I jokingly called it Gwent from The Witcher 3. <laughs> Everything is Gwent to you. It is. Any you know, Gwent is a card I, game. Anytime I play Pay Your Sister through Venmo, it's some version of Gwent. <laughs> very good. This was a, as for in terms of like filler stuff, that was a fun little mm-hmm. thing to do. It was just, that was fun to watch. It was more challenging. the The scale up of challenge got insane, but it was still fun to play. Uh, the other mini game, the box one, was they had a similar thing with Cloud, and the other one where you had to get a certain amount of points and you'd get prizes for it. It was cool. Yeah, you got the first two, and then the third one. You had to literally destroy every box, every single box. That's yeah, not a not a figurative. Literally, it's. Literally, 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 you had to destroy every box and do it within a specific way. And I just wasn't that uh, adept. And I wasn't going to keep playing to get that adept like I did with the original remake where I got every achievement. We, al- we also had like a three-day-old when you were trying to... Uh... Yeah, it was. Yeah, there's other things on my mind at that point in time. <laughs> Load times are better. The game looks really good. It does. Now, like I said before, the lighting is what I noticed the biggest difference in graphically. For sure. Smoother frame rates. Some of the areas that had, um, I don't, I had rougher edges in terms of like the graphics were smoothed over in this version. So mm-hmm. they like, they polished up that real nice. But I'm not, like when someone tells me to look at the difference between A and B, unless you have them right next to each other, I won't see the difference. Mm-hmm. You notice the differences, but mm-hmm. I didn't see them as much. Mm-hmm. So you said the faces looked better? Faces looked better for after you beat the game and they show you like the teases of the main cast of Final Fantasy VII like out on the road outside of Mm -hmm. Midgar. Their faces looked, I don't want to say better, but better. Like they looked different. They looked crisper and they looked really good before in the PS4 version. But this Mm -hmm. one, they just looked cleaner and... A little more real, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, everything looked really good. Yes, it really did. Um, My one complaint, and I think I complained about it in the Final Fantasy VII Remake one that we did, but the sound mixing is still... Not good. They ha- The background music is like cranked up to 11 while there's dialogue going on, so you can barely hear the dialogue. So I'm thankful you always have subtitles on so I can actually hear the conversations or read the conversations. Yeah, the music's a little loud. I liked the music less in this 
than in the original remake because there's just so much nostalgia factor built into it. Fair enough. But the Happy Turtle song made me very... The Happy Turtle song, yes. There's a dancing... There's a bar called the Happy Turtle and the music for it is ridiculous. And there is a side mission where you have to find these posters for the Happy Turtle. Yes. And it's very derpy. Yes. That's the best way to describe it. My only other complaint, aside from that little baby squeak behind me, was that uh, Yuffie really just needs to do the button on her pants because it was driving me insane. Yeah, yeah. For, I, I, you can't tell with the character. No, and for most of it, she had the uh, what's the, the bear? Moogle suit. On. She had the Moogle suit on, but then in chapter two, she you know, grow, quote unquote, grows up and then has like her outfit. And her pants are unbuttoned. I think her artwork has it that way, so they just kind of kept it to the artwork. It was just like... (laughs) Listen, she's a skinny person like you, and she has to... uh, Her pants are just too tight. I just think of the Mystery Science Theater, and now I'm going to blank on what episode it is. But um, they have the line of, for as much effort as it takes to balance it on your shoulder, can you at least put it on? That's how I feel with, like, just button your pants. Just button your pants. I know it's a video game character. It doesn't actually matter, but... It may... Uh, it was still, even though it was unbuttoned, There, it was a tactful... Like, none of the characters... She, like, no... You know, you didn't see underwear. You didn't see anything weird no, no, like no. that. With her. It's just... Yeah, the front of her pants weren't buttoned for some reason. I'm gonna look up what that Mystery Science Theater is. It's gonna drive me crazy. If you have more things to talk about. Uh, I was just gonna <laughs> say that... I think my just my comments before that the story itself was fine. Mm-hmm. Boggy Creek too. It just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I there is a point of note that this is a PS5 exclusive expansion. Yep. You cannot play this on the PS4, and I think that is a big bummer. I am happy that I have a PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. They're still boasting of high sales, but a lot of those sales of PlayStation 5s are people buying them to resell them. Yeah. Scalpers. Scalpers, and it's just. So I think it's kind of a bummer that people who played this game on the PlayStation 4 cannot play the expansion. Yeah. Until they get their hands on a PS5 and maybe not everybody wants a PS5. Yeah, or not everybody's going to be able to get the PlayStation 5 that they want because scalpers are just... Scalpers. This is really... It's a problem. Yeah. It's an actual problem and it's annoying. But I did get to play it. It was good. So if you have a PlayStation 5, the $20 is worth your time. I think I got $20 worth of enjoyment and then some. I'd agree with that. Out of the time frame. I I don't think I spent that long on the intermission. I think it was like six to eight hours. Yours was six hours. If you just do the main quest, it's about four. If you do it with side missions, it's like six to eight. Uh, Another point. I did have one other thing I wanted to point out. I just remembered this. The two last guys you fight... Oh, yes. Or you fight a guy named Nero, and they enter to introduce a guy named Weiss, or Weiss uh, into the simulator where you can do combat simulations in the main game. Okay. These are guys from a... Um, from the worst of the Final Fantasy, <laughs> things called uh, pro- uh, Cerberus. Something, Dirge of Cerberus. Dirge of Cerberus, which is a... Vin- There's a character called Vincent. He's the main character in that game. He's from the original Final Fantasy VII. You'll probably see him in the second remake. It was not very well received. Gact was a uh, voice actor in the Japanese release of it. That's the only reason I know anything about Dirt of Cerberus. If you haven't listened to our prior podcast, Gact is a <laughs> Japanese fairly... rock star. <laughs> is he pretty? He's pretty popular. He's pretty big, right? Kind of. So when I've talked with Brittany about him, because she's been to Japan a lot, and especially she's been to a lot of his concerts, like he's big, but like 
not big. He's like a weird kind of so interim. You, would you call him a J.D. McPherson or is he more he'd, bigger than that? He'd be bigger than J.D. McPherson, but he's not like... Aerosmith. He's not like Aerosmith. He'd be, I kind of want to say more like Steve Miller. Like if you know him, you'd go see him. Got it. But like if you have no ties to him, it's like, yeah, whatever. Got it. Understood. I guess. That would be the American equivalent. Or as close Steve to, Miller, apparently. Uh, as, a, as close as you could get I to just, it. I just thought of all my old school you know, rockers. I would, <laughs> I would make an argument that it's like Fleetwood Mac. They're very big, but only if you like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, and the Fleetwood Mac iteration right now, I don't really like. There you I go. like pre-rumors Fleetwood Mac, okay? Sue me. And then everybody's mad that Lindsey Buckingham got fired. They fire their people all the time. That guy deserved it. No, he didn't. I like Lindsey Buckingham. I thought he was He's okay. I, th- I thought he was pretty good. He's fine. <laughs> I want your score for the game. And you don't have to give any reasoning, but I got a big reasoning with my score on this one. So go ahead. It's, part of me wants to give it a lower score just because by the time you played like the last half of it, we had a newborn and I just didn't, I was so tired. I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just something to watch in the evenings. So I'd give it like a seven and a half. But I think if I really took the time to think about everything we sat and watched in the story, I might bump it up to an eight. If I just did the ending, just the ending cinematic that they gave us, Mm-hmm. I'd give it a nine five, <laughs> with all the Final Fantasy seven people. Yeah, the 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 actual remake cast, the cast original one, just seeing them walking on the road and heading to the first town. Yes, hitchhiking. <laughs> Everything with that was a nine five for me. Even seeing a little more of Zach going oh, into yes. the going into the cathedral looking for Aerith, there, all that would be a nine five. The game is the whole the entirety of the thing seven. Okay, for me. I really thought the combat was was what I a step up from the original one. Mm-hmm. I thought the story was just mediocre. Okay, the I'd story agree. the story itself for me was like a six. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It, there was absolutely no. I love Yuffie as a character. I know you do. Let, so let me just be straightforward <laughs> with you guys. I thought it was very cool. I also thought this whole thing was kind of pointless. It, At the it was same very time, pointless. it was very pointless. It didn't need to be in there. I'm so happy they made it for me. I love Yuffie. I thought she was goofy. She is exactly... Her voice acting was on point. Yes. The character design for her, everything they did was awesome. I could have waited. For the second half of the game. I could have waited to see her. Or the next part. I can't complain. I'm really happy I got to play with her and see what they're kind of... What they're leaning into for the next game. Yeah. How they're going to make improvements. What they're going to do. I still didn't need... Yeah. This was completely unnecessary, but it was fun, I guess. It was very fun. Okay. Everything about it was cool, but all overall, I would give this a seven. I think this is our lowest game. Probably. Yeah. We only really play things that we really this have a desire. This is an expansion onto my 10, which yeah, was know. Final Fantasy VII. And you got mad that I gave it a 9.5. So. I did. Final, well, you don't have nostalgia. A 9.5 is acceptable for non-nostalgia <laughs> players. Listen... <laughs> The Final Fantasy VII Remake for me was a pure masterpiece. 
even replaying a little bit on the PlayStation 5, I didn't need to play through the game again. I love that game. But once you play through the story, it's something I'll, I'll go back to in three years and I'll play it again. Probably when the new one's coming out, I will replay. You also played the crap out of Remake because it came out and then it was the world locked down. So you were like, well, I guess I'm going to platinum it. So you played it on normal and you played it on hard and, and you did all of the achievements. You played that game like six times. Yeah, I don't feel the need to platinum it on the PlayStation 5 because I've already had <laughs> Have the PlayStation 4 version, they should just give me my trophies. <laughs> Please and thank you. Please and thank you. I've already done it. We gave even... up on platinuming Returnal, so... Uh, that is for different reasons. Yes. Listen, everybody, Returnal, the platinum is based off random chance. It is. Completing a zone, you have to replay the zone over and over again and go through the entirety of the zone, each zone that you're missing the pieces on for a chance for them to appear. Yes. It's completely random. And I've gone through the desert. So many times. I think 50 times. I'm so sick of the desert. And I cannot, there's a word that's missing. And I will look through every area and every zone and there's a chance it might be there and there's a chance it's not, there's, it's randomized. So the chance of that room that you need to show up isn't guaranteed and it's not guaranteed every time. And you, again, you have to save your keys to make sure you can unlock the right doors and you have to go through the first zone to get to the zone you need which it's not hard but Platinum Ring Returnal if you did it congratulations I am super motivated I know I could do it mm-hmm. I just don't have the drive to get the I think I'm missing I got two out of the six yes 100%. you completed the worlds yeah this is our airing of grievances apparently yes so guys uh, don't let the seven detract you from this game it's still a lot of fun it's just not it's worth necessary the tw- it's worth the twenty dollars there's some really good highlights and again, Yuffie's personality is exactly what I would I wanted to see her as because she's naive. She's young and she's naive, and she's still a little bit of that in the original one. And you get to see her growth as a character over time in the original one. And I can't wait to see it really fleshed out in this new one. And her interaction with the party is it's really enjoyable. So Fair I'm enough. excited for it. That's that's all I got. I I'm really I'm pleased, <laughs> but a seven the seven for this. I wasn't expecting another ten out of no. an expansion. I was hoping for a little bit more depth than I got, but that's it. I guess that's my complaint. There was not enough depth for me to care. Fair enough. So. We're at Gaming Marriage. That's on Twitter, uh, gamingmarriage at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, we'd love to go over anything. And uh, uh, this is a note to David. We will look and make sure that we have our theme song going in there for you. I swear I put it in the last one. I just have not listened back so, to it. So uh, we will make sure that our theme song <laughs> is in there for you so you get this in there. And, i got to take uh, out all the ums first and then I'll put it in There was the a lot song. of ums. This is a very sleepy episode. Everybody. We've been trying to do this for like four days and our afternoons, as slow as they are with a sleeping baby, we've just lost track of time and he hasn't fully... Getting him to sleep like this, oh, there you just squeak now, but getting him to sleep through this amount of time consistently, he sleeps almost all day, but it's broken up. Yes. And so we for him to be chores. this cozy and out, yeah. we finally got the time for it. So, all right, guys. That's all we got. All right. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.